So often when we read a scripture, like the one that Lisa read for us today, we think to ourselves, well, yes, God was with them, with those people in that time, but that was a different time. God isn't with us now. And it's hard to see how God is with us in the same way when we don't have angels appearing to us like Mary did. So this Advent, with our series from generation to generation, we are reminding ourselves that God was with generations before, yes, and God is with us today, and God will be with us tomorrow. Like Brandon said in our Advent wreath liturgy, even now, God is on the way. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord. Enable us to be receptive to your message this morning. Challenge us to live more fully for you than we ever have before. Through the power of your spirit, we pray. Amen. Advent is a time each year when we spend just a few weeks preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ, both the Christ child on Christmas morning as well as the second coming of Christ that was promised so long ago. To paraphrase the Grinch, preparation for Christmas isn't about bows or boxes or bags, but it's about something more, right? It's about hope and peace and joy and love that are so clearly evident in Jesus' birth, as well as his life, his death, and his resurrection. During Advent, we pause, and we light candles for these things each week as a way to intentionally recognize their truth, not just in heaven or in this future reign of God, but right now, in this time and in this place. And today we focus on God's peace. When the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, she is perplexed and confused. And no doubt, she is afraid. And yet the angel Gabriel, he says, do not be afraid. And that seems terribly unrealistic for Mary. As Dr. Christine Hong puts it, people have been afraid in far less tenuous circumstances. How could Mary not have felt fear when she was confronted with this celestial being? Angels weren't these beautiful, peace-filled figures like the ones that we have on the top of our Christmas trees. They were huge. They were otherworldly beings. Often they were brandishing swords as they were messengers of God prepared for spiritual battle. They were more than the human senses were able to process. So of course, Mary was scared. And then the angel tells her, oh, you're going to bear God's son, by the way. Here she is, this unmarried teenager, going to be pregnant that was not going to go well in her cultural context. How could she not be afraid, Gabriel? 
So Mary's reaction to the angel's appearance, it's often translated as, as Lisa read today, deeply troubled. It could also mean perplexed or disturbed. She was, she was disturbed by an angel appearing to her. Who would have thought? Or agitated. I would have been agitated too. So I wonder, looking at those different words, those different ways to translate it, I wonder if maybe Gabriel's response to her reaction wasn't, do not be afraid. But rather, maybe it was, don't freak out. Or, don't panic. Or, don't react out of the fear that you are feeling right now. Because he had to have known that she was going to be afraid. But we know that there is a difference between being afraid and then acting out of that fear. I've mentioned before how I struggle with anxiety. I don't know the number of people who struggle with anxiety now, especially after COVID, is just crazy. And as someone who struggles with anxiety, I know the temptation that comes when you're experiencing something that you perceive as negative, like a comment or a question, or you encounter a roadblock to something that you're trying to do. And my first impulse is to react out of that fear that I feel, that place of anxiety. And I think things like, oh, this is never going to work. It's never going to happen. I just need to give up. Or things are never going to get better. Or I can't do this. Or because I perceive whatever is happening as negative, I react negatively with sarcasm or anger or what have you. And I know I'm not the only one who experiences this. Whether we are diagnosed with anxiety or not, this is part of just human life interacting with one another, especially with all of the emotion that we have in the world right now. Mary, she was just living her life. She was this young 12 or 13-year-old girl. She was dealing with all of the teenagery stuff. There's lots of emotions there, right? And she was getting ready for her wedding. And then all of a sudden, this angel appears to her and says, <laughs> this, is the, this is the message paraphrase of what Gabriel says, Good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty, he says. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you, Mary. That would be a normal situation when a, an angel comes to you and says, God be with you. Good morning. You're going to have a baby. That's a normal time to freak out, right? So the angel Gabriel says to Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Or my translation is, don't panic. I'm sure you're afraid, but don't react out of your fear. It's going to be okay, Mary. God is going to be with you. In that moment filled with chaos and with fear, the angel gives Mary words of assurance. God will be with you. That although she is afraid, although there is this situation in which feel fear is realistic and normal, God is with her, and she doesn't have to lead out of her fear. And to Mary's credit, she doesn't. 
She pauses and she says to him, she asks, how do you think this is going to happen? What is God's plan here? And so she gives herself time to process, to understand, to listen and hear him out. And so she ends up responding out of a place of trust and faith, saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Fear is normal, and it's natural, and it's good. But leading with fear, that's where we can get ourselves into trouble. Reacting or, or leading out of that fear causes us to live in this scarcity mindset, thinking that there's never enough. So it's either me or them, whoever them is. Fear pits us against one another. It causes hate and shame and rejection. But what would happen if in those moments of fear, rather than allowing ourselves to lead out of that and to live into the scarcity and the hate and the anger, what if instead we led out of God's love-filled peace? Rather than giving into that, that impulse of the fatalistic thinking or, or the scarcity, we take a pause and we remember, God is with me in this moment even in the midst of the chaos, and ask, how is God leaving, leading me to react in God's peace? Today, we have the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion together. And so as we prepare ourselves for this Holy Sacrament, I want to invite you to think about those times, we've all had them, when we have acted out of fear. Think about the times when you've acted out of fear and then later thought to yourself, well, that was not the best way to react. Or I could have handled that better. Or maybe you haven't done the reflecting. And as I'm sharing, you now feel God calling you to that moment. Calling that moment not so great, recognizing that. I'm going to invite us to have a moment of silence, and then we will begin, I will begin with a call to confession, and then I invite you to join with me in a prayer of confession that will be found on the screen. So let us now take a moment and go to God and confess our own sins of fear to God. Amen. Fear can be a good thing. It can help us be attentive while driving down the highway. It can alert us to possible accidents or motivate us to do our best. However, fear can also be harmful. So for so many of us, fear of the other, fear of failure, or fear of the unknown has has led us to make the sinful choices. Choices such as building up walls or tearing others down. So today in confession, we ask for mercy 
and we pray for guidance. As we confess, we come before an entirely merciful and loving God who says to us, do not be afraid. Let us pray together the words found on the screen. Patient God, you know just how often we make decisions from a place of fear rather than love. You know just how often we allow fear to take the place of logic, fanning unhealthy fires in our lives. You know just how often we tuck your words, do not be afraid, on dusty shelves and in the back of closets, stubbornly holding on to our own point of view. Forgive us for giving fear the microphone. Silence the voices of scarcity, shame, and rejection, which spark and feed so much of our fear, to recenter us in love. With hope we pray. Amen. Family of faith, even when we forget God's words, God does not forget us. Even when we lose our way, God does not lose us. Even when we fall short and make mistakes, God forgives and holds onto us tight. We are known, we are forgiven, we are loved. Thanks be to God. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread from their table and he gave thanks to God. And then he broke the bread and he told his disciples, take, eat, do this in remembrance of me. And then when the supper was over, he took the cup from their table and again he gave thanks to God. And he told his disciples, this is the blood of my new covenant, given for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. O oh God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. On these gifts of bread and juice, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, O oh God, make us one with Christ. Make us one with each other, one in ministry to all of the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is Christ's table, so all are invited to participate, to come and to receive God's grace. It is also a gluten-free table so that we might all celebrate and receive together. Those who are joining us online, I invite you now to celebrate 
and to participate with us knowing that the Spirit unites us wherever we are. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. In person, the ushers will guide you forward, row by row, to come and to receive, and you may place your used communion cups in the altar rails, or the communion rails, on either side. However we celebrate, know that this is a table that you are invited to. Each and every one of us, with all of our doubts, all of our fears, our scars, our joys, our dreams, our hopes, our questions, it's all invited to God's table with us. And here, we will be fed. We will be met by God and given this taste of an expansive life that is full to the brim and overflowing with God's unconditional love. Come, this table is for you.
Let us pray. Good and glorious God, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of a cross so that all people might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So we pray that you might clothe us in your spirit so that we might stretch out our hands in loving service for others and bring those who do not yet know you to an awareness and love of you who with the Father and the Holy Spirit, you three live and reign one God forever. Amen. As we prepare our hearts for prayer, I want to invite the choir to come forward and to sing for us. And I invite those who are joining us online to share any comments, um, any prayers in the comments on Facebook or text or email.
Thank you, choir. We have a few prayers that have come in. Um, one, prayers for Skip, who is at home under hospice care right now, as well as prayers for God's guidance in improving family relations at this special and stressful time of year. Amen. At Marla, joy that chemo worked and Cheryl is currently cancer-free in all caps. And prayers, Sue asks for prayers for Bill Ellenberger as he begins the hard work of rehab to recover from a broken hip. And Kathy asks for prayers for her aunt who is still battling cancer. And then Shelly asks for prayers for Guy with life-threatening bacterial infection and prayers for Gretchen on the death of her husband and prayers for Carolyn and Taylor on making life-changing decisions. We know that God is with us in all of it. And so let us now go to our Lord in prayer. Holy God, we take a deep breath. And we know that you never leave our sides. Like a protective mother hen or the sun who circles the earth, you carry us with you. So today we bow our heads. And we ask that once more you would lean in close. Hear our prayers. For in these days, O oh God, we have much to fear. We fear the return of a COVID variant that could once again shut down the world. We fear the rising tide of violence. We look at our own lives and we're afraid that we're not making much of a difference. Or we might be forgotten at the end of the day. We fear the death of a loved one of cancer, heart disease, addiction. We fear a rejection, grief, and not being enough. And so God, we come to you today because you are the God who said, do not fear 365 times in scripture, once for every day of the year. And so we empty our pockets of our fears and we give them to you, trusting that you will hold them tenderly, just as you hold us tenderly. You whisper, not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And you promise to never leave our side and you call us beloved. So that may that be enough for today. And now, with peace in our hearts, we pray the words that your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
as we are in this time of Advent and moving into Christmas, we have so many opportunities to gather together in joyful gathering, to be together in determined service, and to serve our church community as well as the greater world. And so I invite you to take a look at the bulletin, at the Good Word, at our website and social media. I want to shout out a few of them right now. One is the Bike Fix-It Day that is coming up this Saturday, December 10th at 9 a.m. You can come. No experience is needed to come and help and fix bikes for kids that will um, go, and adults, that will go to people for Christmas. And then there's Christmas caroling directly after this service next week. We will gather together for some soup to rejuvenate us after the morning, and then we'll go and we will carol um, to people who are shut in or unable um, to get out for various reasons. And then next Thursday, on December 15th, we will have, um, we have the opportunity to ring the bell for uh, Salvation Army over at Giant Eagle in Broadview Heights. And so I invite you to sign up for that for a half hour or an hour during the day um, as a way to, to be in the community and care for one another. And then also, uh, we have three different giving trees that are downstairs in Fellowship Hall. And one is for, um, oh, no, I didn't write it down, so I'm going to have to remember them. Oh, boy. The hat and the mitten tree. I like that Marla's helping me. There's the hat and mitten tree. There's the canned goods tree. And then there's also what we call the angel tree, which is really, it has a bunch of tags from a bunch of different places. And you can go and purchase um, what is needed on the tag and then bring it back and put it underneath the tree. And all of these are ways that um, if you're joining us from afar, you can connect with us, you can go and you can make order things for the different trees and have them delivered here. Um, you can ring the Salvation Army bell where you are. You can connect in these different ways, go caroling at a local um, assisted living home. Because we know that wherever we are, that all of these ways are important ways to show the world that God loves them too. So now let us receive the benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
Thanks for joining us, y'all. Have a wonderful week.